everybody and welcome to the newest indoor adventure in Legacy Part 7. Today is August 24th, 2020 and you are loved and that is a very important thing that we like to remind each and every single one of our viewers and listeners at the beginning of each and every single one of these games which hey thank you anonymous gifter for dropping a sub bomb in the chat earlier that was really cool so Thank you so much. Today is our 100th episode, so we are having a little bit of a special time. As you can see in the layout, our dear friend Bonus Stage Rob has joined us for this lively event, so I am very excited uh, to find out where the heck is Philip right now. If this is your first time joining us, you can go to youtube.com slash indoor adventures to check up on the VODs of each and every single one of the games that we've played up until this point, which this week is also our two-year anniversary of streaming The Four Keeps, or not two-week, two-year, you know, that one. We've been doing this game for two years now, so we wanted to do something a little bit special, and after our intros are done, hey, guess what? We're gonna have a pretty sweet thing that we get to finally show off to all of you guys but if you would like to catch up on our after show we also have a patreon so you can go to patreon.com slash indoor adventures where you can ask us questions join our discord as well as we will do our best to answer those questions so that's kind of our after show. And if you already support us on YouTube and Twitch and RJ thank you for dropping all them biddies it's really appreciated uh then you can go to indooradventure.redbubble.com we got t-shirts we got posters we got mugs we even have face masks now as well as bath towels and all sorts of stuff that you can get at indooradventure.redbubble.com and holy shit somebody else just gifted even more subs in the chat so thank you all again for doing these things um who are you? I don't know, but I'm scared and I love them. So thank you, Anonymous Gifter. Uh, but yeah, that is it for my spiel. We got merch, we got a Patreon set up, we got all sorts of things. I'm very excited for tonight's episode. So RJ, who are you playing tonight? Hey everybody, I'm RJ and tonight I'll be playing Kalem the Shadokai Wizard Cleric. Hello everyone, I'm LB Hakma, but I'll be playing Gwen, the Halfling Barbarian Fighter. Oi. I'm Cyber. I play Arjan, the Draconian fighter. That's what he is. He, him. Hey, everybody. I'm Wings, also known as Danae Keener. I'm playing as Coriander, the Elegant Paladin. And I just got my autumn season back! Yay! It's the first time I've worn this shirt. I've been saving it. Yay! Hi, I'm Rob, or bonus stage Rob, or bonus underscore stage underscore Rob. And I am playing Philip Spicebottom. The halfling fighter. I don't know where I am. And I am the indoor adventurer. And tonight it is my great honor to reveal the project that we have been working on for the last year and a half. Hey guys, I hope you enjoy our animated intro.
We did it. I've been sitting on that for so long. Ha! Watch. Rob's face during the entire thing was just so good. I forgot it existed, and it was like experiencing it again for the whole, the very first time, and it was so cool. Oh, oh you fellas earned it. It's so cool. We got that. <laughs> Do it again. again. You know what? Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs>
that Cory was attempting to figure out how to reclaim her autumnal season as her corvid skull was only pointing to her severed arm. And after a long rest, in, uh, she came forth in the morning, planted the arm in the funeral pyre that Gwen had built for the Goliath sorcerer Chorin planting the arm within the ash pile and from its remnants grew a white paper birch tree and that is how Cory reclaimed her autumn season now last time we didn't get to say what that autumn season did uh however Cory, when you use your bonus action to bamf places you will gain 10 temporary hit points and as you have these temporary hit points you gain a plus two to ac so you are like Gore from Armello and have a little bit of wood armor that coats your body when you bamf as an autumnal. Yes. I got a lumber. So uh, that is where we are going to be picking up in the morning is that the rest of your group, minus our dear friend Philip, uh, are outside, have witnessed this tree just growing from an ash pile, and Corey has once again reclaimed her autumnal season. So are there any, uh, is there anything that you all would like to say or point out at the growth of that there tree? wasn't there before right no that was not there before okay good i'm not going crazy pulls out spear pulls <laughs> out shield i really hope this isn't like another soul situation As is Corey inside the tree or is she standing in front of it you were standing in front of it okay i've always seen trees growing out of severed to be a bad thing Corey's back in her autumn form G Game Nights, thank you for the biddies. Um, she's going to turn around and just beam at uh, the rest of her party. Uh, and she will face step over to them. Uh, and uh, there is a poof of autumn leaves, uh, another poof of autumn leaves right next to them. Um, and like, what is it? What is the temporary hit points look like? Is it like it's like bark? bark? It is like a bark-like skin. It is called the Iron Bark Defense. Nice. So, what tree does Corey's stylized wooden armor take the form of? Oh my gosh. Um, well, I love birch trees, but they they have very soft bark, like paper. <laughs> um. That's why it's only temp HP. Uh. Say like a, a red maple, so it's like actually very dark uh, brown wood, um, and it will have like a couple of branches coming off of it, um, with like a mantle of like red maple leaves, um, and she will hug Calum, uh, hug Arjan, pick up Gwen, and swing her around. Like, I, it worked! I can't believe it worked, Caleb, I told you! I told you! Did you get your season back? Um, she like looks down at herself and she says, I think so. I mean, you look more colorful. Don't you see the world in crotches? Yeah, that's why I have to crane my neck all the way up to see her hair. She will <laughs> uh, crouch down next to Gwen, just like uh, a squat right in front of her, like hand on knees, just like smiling. You look good, Corey. I'm very happy for you. Um, she'll she's gonna like celebrate for a while. 
There's a lot of hopping around and dancing and leaves being thrown everywhere. And that's basically it. Hype train success. So, uh, Corey is enjoying her new autumnal form. Uh, Arjan, is there anything that you would like to do in the immediate time? Well, what was our plan after this? Uh, where, where are we headed, and do we have anything else that we need to do here near the hermitage? Uh, I have one thing left to do, but I can get us to the Temple of Saloon, where the next... We'll have to travel a bit, but the next house opening should be there. Aren't we leaving our animals? I could bring the animals along. Okay. It's gonna have to be in batches, but it'll do. I'll send you guys first, and then I'll bring the animals with. Is this gonna be like when Cory did it? Because I don't know if I can do that again. I don't think you've... No. I, I'm, you're not going through a pink hell. It's fine. Alright, it's all good. Okay. So, the plan is to go and get the animals and then go towards where you believe the Manor of Moon's tier to be. Uh, and then anything else while you are still in this vicinity. Uh, the night prior, I would have asked Hotterai to see the Grimoire. He would reluctantly let you peer through it. Uh, he's a little bit more open about letting you do it because he has seen that the handwriting lines up. So he's like, well, this is like as much as he likes to claim it's his book. It's kind of yours. Um, as we discussed, I'm looking for a particular spell. Okay. Uh, and you are able to discover through uh, researching through this book the ability to cast the Contact Other Planes spell. All right. Um, Hadurai, is there any bodies of water close by the Hermitage? Um, he, will, he will help uh, navigate you towards at least like a small pool of water. Uh, large enough that you'd be able to bathe in it or uh, kind of do a little bit of a swimmy. It's not like dozens of feet deep, but it is enough to go over your head at points. Cool. Uh, I'll pull Cory to the side. Hmm? I'm about to cast some big magic, and it might not turn out well for me if I fail. You, you know what we said about this. It's not using... Well, it is using the weave, but it is a known spell. It, there is repercussions for trying to contact another plane. This sounds like a loophole. You're saying that to the man who's trying to police himself. <laughs> well, as a fae, I will condone loopholes. Just be careful. He'll nod his head and... As he starts walking towards the pool, he'll take off his armor and shirt. Okay. Corey will keep watch over him, just in case. 
Gwen is just there for some reason. You don't know how she got there. <laughs> as soon as Caleb took his shirt off, she's just like standing next to a tree, like. Oh, nice. you see scars and muscles. She doesn't get to see it, okay? She just wants a look see. So I'll spend the 10, 11 minutes casting Contact Other Plane before Calum leans forward and falls faceward into the pool. All right, roll me that percentage die. It is a int save. Okay, roll me that int save. Is Corey within 10 feet of me? Uh, if you are going into the water and told her to stay back, she would not be within 10 feet. Oh, cool, because that's a pass. It's 16. Okay. Just God. barely. <laughs> I swear to God, you. All right. So, Calum, you fall face first into the water as you cast your contact other plane spell. And as you had messaged me with earlier, you are attempting to come into contact with Kaharik. Uh, your Shadar Kai father. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, so as your body hits the water, it is a weird sense of vertigo as you feel yourself almost getting propelled upwards into a standing motion. And you look down and your form is... While it is physical... There are definitely areas where you can almost see through it, uh, like you are some sort of projection rather than physically in this new environment. What's my chest situation looking like? Is that hollow? So your chest situation, the black veins that come down from your neck also kind of course from your lower sides towards the middle, and it just looks like there is almost like a darkened spot on a piece of fruit or vegetation. Like there's just this withered core that seems to rest in the center of your chest. He'll say, Father, are you there? And there is a reassuring, yes, my son. I didn't expect that I would see you again so soon. Well, good news is I'm not dead. Uh, I've gotten strong enough that I can contact you of my own volition. And you see this figure that you recognize as your father who looks like you. Like the, the semblance is very matching. And he just nods. And he seems happy that you are here. Alright. We've got a minute to talk. So questions. I'm sorry this is brief, but the connection will not hold for long. Um, I do have some questions. Hopefully I, I have answers. I discovered a hermit in the woods. They held a book. It had my handwriting in it, and the previous owner was a man or woman by the name of Nightfeather. Um... He speculated that since I might be a last child of the Shadarkai, that this might be my previous soul. If someone were to try and access the plane of negative energy, would their soul go to the Raven Queen? And Kaharik nods and says, Well, you were one of the dreamless. 
the last one. No previous lives that you can remember, isn't that correct? That's yes. how you were when you were a boy. Okay. Are there other Shatterkai like you, like Mother, who are not necessarily aligned with the, Sh with the Raven Queen? Someone I could ask for help. And he pauses and says, it is just me. So I take it after Mother died, she rejoined the Raven Queen as one of her warriors? He nods again. Is there any way to make her remember her past life, to make them remember their past lives, try and break that connection? If there is, I have not found it. There's still a lot I'm trying to figure out by myself, but maybe this will make things easier if I could talk to you. I'm doing well. And he, when you say that, you, you see his eyes kind of glance down towards your chest for a brief moment and then look back up at you. I got better. And he just sort of shakes his head uh, in a mild exasperation and says as long as you are safe as long as you stay far away from her that is all i could ask i can't promise you that it might come down to going into the shadow fell to square away our grievances Then, with every inch of my being, I ask but one thing. As a father to their son, be careful. She is powerful. We've seen that firsthand. I'll contact you again soon. And he nods. And it is around that point that you feel yourself beginning to fade back. Corey and Gwen, you just watched Calum fall face first into a pool of water. It's like 10 seconds go by. How many bubbles are coming up? 20 seconds go by. 30. 40. He's going to be okay, right? He doesn't need to breathe. Oh. Concerning. He doesn't need to breathe, right? I don't know. <laughs> That's Lich, out of character. Please. And literally doesn't need to breathe. And as the two of you are having this, like he doesn't need to breathe, right, Calum? That is when you pop up out of the water. <sighs> that was unnerving. How are you feeling? Did it go all right? Yeah, it went well enough. I've gotten the information I need. It's not great, but we should get moving. And he'll start walking, wading out of the water and throwing on his gear. Oh, God, this is going to be wet. <laughs> Do you need to breathe? <laughs> not particularly, no, but I like to. Think of all the things you could do if you didn't have to breathe. 
Gwen starts contemplating as she walks away. Okay. So, you are going to go and get your animals? That? Yes. Okay. Uh, so, as you are leaving, Hadarai uh, says his goodbyes towards you and just as a as a gentle reminder to your group to not let others know that this tome resides in this grove uh as what had happened with chorin coming and using its powers for something terrible uh now that he has awakened he is going to be much more diligent in trying his best to make sure that nothing negative comes from him having this horrible item uh, and being left alone to his own devices in the woods for a time. When we get the chance, uh, I'll come back to check up on you. I'd like to consult the tome a little bit more. And Kale will offer his hand out to him. And Hadarai takes it and just says, of course. If you need anything at all, let us know. We're only ascending away. He pauses and thinks if he has that spell sucks to be a sorcerer doesn't it and he says uh he will say to calum as well if you see micah let her know i'm sorry will do and then he will wave you all off as you head towards where uh where you're where thunderhoof and Cybra have been left. And also Arvax? Is that the name of Arjun's horse? Yes. Okay. Oh, shit, I better prepare my spells. Oh, God. Thanks for your I time. I was going to ask why Gwen was asking if you can breathe, but now I see that you're all wet. Oh, um, yeah. I figured it would be easier to contact my father if there was a medium in which to do so. All Magic right. bullshit. He he just nods his head. Alright. Let's go save our boy. To the animals. Yes. But first. Hey, Corey. Can you just like give me a cooler braid? A cooler braid? Yeah. Like do something a little fancier. Hmm. I'll try my best. Oh right. <laughs> Uh, oh, <laughs> I can try. Arjan, do you want to learn how to braid? Uh, Your claws goes... would be really good at picking apart uh, and making uh, parts in the hair. That oh, didn't should... go so well in the character art. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? That was beautiful. Arjan! <coughs> Stop hurting yourself! It's fine, I'll do it myself. <laughs> Just like... Quick uh, Cor Corey will uh, actually help you out a little. Like she'll okay. do like one half of it and then be like, "Here, hold this." Oh, okay. it, it takes longer, but yeah. like she manages. She's become quite dexterous with her one hand. Yeah. Cooler we'll make... braid. We get to the a animals. lovely elven braid. Ooh. Fancy. Boy, I sure hope Rob doesn't mind waiting. <laughs> You guys want to go shopping? I mean, we got a guest on. Like, we could just like hit up, uh, hit up the we, market. Could we go over to a town and start another small business? Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> <We> just... 
I think was cute. Y'all shut up. <laughs> it was, it's fucking adorable. Okay. Cool. All right. So, guys, make it back to where your animals are, and it looks like Rumble Thunder is just, or not Rumble Thunder, Thunderhoof, your other Arak, uh, also named after a geological event or a G, whatever. It's fine. Uh, seems to have just been like making little bedding areas for themselves. There are a lot of spots on the trees nearby uh, that look like they've been used to just kind of like shimmy shake uh, up against. So they have a little bit of a rough edge. Arvac has just been doing the spirit stallion of the Cimarron thing, just running around, having a good time, and Cyber seems to have joined them uh, in their runnings, kind of being more of like a herding style animal to make sure that they don't go too far away. So when you guys arrive, all of your animals are at least within shouting distance uh, and are well-trained enough that you are able to call them back to you. Lego. Drop a teleportation circle, send the party in first, drop another teleportation circle on top of the animals and myself, and we are at the Temple of Saloon. God, wizards are silly. I believe two fifth-level spell slots. Okay. Those were my only two fifth-level spell slots. Alrighty. So, with those fifth-level spell slots consumed, you have found yourself near the city of Varnoke in the Temple to Saloon that Calum you ended up growing up in. You know, based off of the map that you have leading up to the manor, that you are... At this point, roughly about a half day's journey away from where this building actually stands, and with your tra and with your travel from the center of the Hermitage out towards your animals, it is getting closer to nightfall. How much time do we have until the house appears? Uh, the house has currently appeared. You know that it appeared on the first, and today is the second. Okay, we got you to have hurry then. a day and a half left to make it to this manor before you have to go and try and find it at a different location. Just patting Thunderhoof. Sorry, but we're going to have to work you hard tonight. Hey. They just snort. And the steam comes out. Nice, Caleb. Let's go. What? Cool. We, we are off. Okay, so make a whoever has the map make a survival check with advantage. Uh, I've got plus six. Do it. Go. Do Better it. Than mine. Uh, while this is happening, I'm just gonna arcane recovery to get myself my fifth level spell slot back. Natural twenty for a twenty-six. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Arjan, if there is one thing that you know, it's hunting hags and undead and other things or at least you used to working through the lightheadedness and stuff yeah for sure uh but you are able to successfully navigate at least uh where you believe this manner to be and after about uh three or four hours or so of travel the wood becomes denser and the tree cover becomes 
arguably more oppressive, uh, preventing you from seeing out into the night sky. And in the woods themselves smell sweeter here than they were back in the Grove of the Hermit. Uh, it seems like this prolonged summer that you seem to be currently experiencing has led a lot of late blooming foliage to come out and about and actually show itself for you all. Uh, and as you are continuing, you also get the sense that you are seeing fewer and fewer animals wandering this far in. Cybra seems to be a little nervous, but mostly pensive. Uh, Thunderhoof just trudges along. They are a beast of burden, and you have pointed them in a direction that they need to go, so they are, they are going that way. Uh, and Arvax is also seeming to be a little bit pensive, but they, they trust their rider's decision. And as you all continue, you begin to hear what sounds like, almost like a violin playing, a string instrument of sorts, and it seems to be coming from a centered direction. And as you begin to follow that song, the wooded path that is in front of you that you were kind of forging yourself it wasn't really like a deer run or anything like that you were very much breaking down brush and trudging your way through these woods becomes easier and you see that a path has formed beneath you and it begins to wind and as it does it leads up to a small hill and atop that small hill, you see a blue and gray wood paneled house with a solitary shingled roof with, uh, that is arched with a single circular window placed up in that arched roof. The lights are on. And you see that there is smoke coming out of the roof, coming out of a chimney as well. And as you get closer, you hear a as the door to the manor opens. And in front of this manor, there is a small garden with a collection of flowers of an assortment of colors. And all things considered, it looks like a lovely forest cottage. Okay, what's the plan? We have a plan, right? We've had like a week. We've had more than a week to plan this. Really, it feels like it was just yesterday. Uh, Andor, the uh, the threatening letter that we received. Yes. It did tell us to knock thrice before we entered, right? It did. Okay. I mean, Arjan's just gonna like get off the horse walk in uh, crossbow like out but not pointed in front of him are you, you going like, to knock thrice? I'm going to knock well, if the door's already open I'm going to knock three times on the door that is open okay. before we enter alright okay I'm going to look for Todd do I see Todd? You see Todd is actually in a small animal run outside of this house. Todd! Todd! Oh, 
God. <laughs> what? Corey, One just waves. Todd just doesn't even acknowledge your presence. Oh they are a goat. <laughs> all right, all right. How, what percentage do we think that this is a trap? 100 or like 120? This is absolutely a trap. Solid. All right, I like traps. One <laughs> follows our time. This yep, is, same. in fact, a trap house. Corey's going to stay within 10 feet of all her friends. Okay. And as you enter into the house, you see that there is a mat right as you cross the threshold on the floor that says there's no place like home. And you see that there are a set of shoes that are kind of tucked next to, uh, next to the door as well. And to your right, you see that there is a stairway that leads going up, as well as a set of doors that go into an adjacent room. And then there is a hallway that stretches forward as well. And at the end of the hallway, you can see the glowing embers of the reflection of a, well, of a fireplace. The chimney is bellowing outside, uh, so the smoke needed to come from somewhere. And along the walls, you see that there are hundreds of pictures. And they look like they are family photos almost but as you get closer you see that there is something about each of these photos in collections where it shows large groups of 15 or 20 every face every body either has burn marks claw marks scratches across the eyes what look like pins stuck into the bodies Others you see just look like they have been completely torn off of their canvas. And you notice one painting in particular that is rather large, and it looks like a sunken ship at the bottom of the ocean. And when you look at this ship, you see that it is made entirely of blights. Excuse me, is this like a shoes off or shoes on kind of home? And the door shuts behind you. Gently? No. <laughs> oh. Very quickly. Okay. Shoes on it is. <laughs> Should we threaten her? Should we be nice? Are we being nice this, or are we threatening her? This is her playing field, so civil at best. Hello? Gwen, roll a perception check. Oh boy. First roll of the 100th episode, I rolled a natural one. Blah, 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 blah. You are too loud to hear anything of use. <laughs> That's a five, okay? A five. Before we continue, I do have a question. Sure. Have we been able to take a long rest? Uh, since the previous day, yes. Okay. Yeah. You guys had spent a night at the Hermitage. Solid. 
points just like stepping on every squeaky <laughs> floorboard. God damn, is this whole thing just made of this? What? It so there's just one room in the front. That's then... down a hallway oh. that you can see. Okay. There is a doorway to the left-hand side and then a set of stairs that lead upwards. Okay. And the uh, stairs are pushed out against the wall. It looks like a rather nice home. Okay. Uh, Mother Eldest, we've come as invited. Corey, you hear a... You hear a sound that is reminiscent of kindling. And when... Of kindling cracking from fire. And when you look over, you see one of these large family fi family pictures where one of the individuals on this canvas has a point of heat on them and the burn mark expands out over that individual. I don't recognize the person, do I? You do not. Okay. Arjan and Calum make perception checks. Okay. Once more, natural 20 for 26. Blomp, 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 blomp. All right, so the both of you hear what sounds like a conversation from down the hallway. And you recognize one of the voices as Philip. You do not recognize the other voice. Uh, I'm, like, still across the other side. I'm just going to, like, um, do the hand motion to follow. Mm -hmm. Uh and uh, make my way to that door. Okay. It is the open room that is actually at the end of this hallway. And the, the door's open? Yeah. It is okay. just a hallway into an opening. Uh, and as you take several steps away from the door and kind of look back to check on your party members, you see that there is just a wall behind you. Uh-oh. It stops. So it begins. And as you begin to walk forward, you feel like your sense of gravity is shifting, almost like the hallway in front of you is beginning to warp and wind. And even though you can feel your feet steadily on the ground beneath you, it feels like there is something growing in this house. Is it animosity? <laughs> Quite possibly. Now, I'll, I'll keep going forward to that room. As you are making your way to the room, Philip, it has been a long trip since you left Shroudport, and the individuals that you were with, well, something downright spooky happened involving them, and that required you to make a rather expedient getaway, and you found yourself in this place, whether or not you liked it or not. It was at that point that a uh, rather imposing elderly woman took you into her kitchen, sat you down, offered you tea, and she says, and the rest of you here as well, Ha! Two that chase you. Your humor precedes you, Philip Spicebottom of Greenreach. Did you not see what they were? If there were only but two, they would have nothing to worry about. 
I am afraid their number is far greater than two, but do not worry about them. You are safe in this place, for this is my domain. Welcome, young one, to the manor of Moon's Tear. This has been my abode since before light ever touched the lands you called home, and in this home I have raised many a child, grandchild, and great-grandchild, many of whom are no longer among us, as there are two things in this world that are constants, the passage of time and the adventuring spirit, and my children are oft found at the end of many an adventurer's blade. And why shelter me, a, a stranger, or at very least you're a stranger to me? Because you are the perfect lure, young Spice Bottom. You will bring those four within the halls of my home, and for that, a temporary respite is ample compensation. And as she finishes this, she takes a sip of her tea. And she pointedly looks past you at the entryway to the kitchen. And Philip, you can hear your friends, or what you at least assume are your friends. There's a series of footsteps making their way towards you. Oh, no, 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 no. And I would try to uh, get out of the chair. You are able to get out of the chair. Why? Why lure them here? What are you... What are you going to do to them? And when you look up from the chair, from trying to get out of it, which you realize there are no bindings, she is gone. And the table that you once sat at is what looks like a decrepit and decaying stump. And you feel a crawling sensation on your hand and the teacup that you were drinking out of has turned into a small swarm of spiders that are currently just moving over your hand and down your arm. <laughs> and the rest of your group, as you continue down this hallway, hear Philip's tried and true yelp, and as you pass the threshold into this room that you had assumed was going to be a nice kitchen setting, it looks almost like a bog of sorts. And the area around you is a deep greenish color, and this area is much larger than the house that you had seen at the top of this hill. This looks like a actually a decent-sized clearing that you see Philip currently just shaking his arm, ridding himself of a smattering of spiders that seem to have crawled up upon him. And he is standing by himself. His gear is about him, but by himself. Although you swear you had just heard two voices. Is it Arjun and Caleb, or is Gwen and Corey also there? Are we They're also following. There? You, I assume that Arjun and Caleb are rushing forward. Corey and Gwen are following behind, because why would you guys separate yourself in this God's forsaken place? Yeah, of course. So Arjun's with us? Yes. Okay, oh, I... Because he it, turned around and saw a wall. Yes, Arjun turned around, saw a wall, the doorway that you all had entered through. Ah. Oh. Okay. 
I was okay. like, well, here it goes. Yeah, no, we're all like. Episode five all over again. It's all like, yep, nope. This is the it's... lair of the mean lock. Let's do this. <laughs> bubbles. Why does it always got to be bubbles? Ah! And Philip, you see, it is indeed the four keeps. Although, Arjan has, like, large wings, and he looks a, a lot more built than he was. Calum seems more, like, hollowed in the eyes. Gwen looks fine. Her undercut's, like, on point, you know? Like, maybe some new clothes. Uh, and Corey definitely also seems to... Well, she's in an autumn form. That's new. Guinevere! What are you doing here? I... I can explain. Well, I can't really explain. I can try to explain. It's a long story, but. Can you move to us? I. Can I? Yeah. You were I, never I, restrained. You were invited I tried for to tea. Get up and <laughs> yeah. No, I had said, like, you could get up from the, the chair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I swear I was restrained. You have to leave. The, the, the hag that. We what? know. We know. Yeah, oh. we know. You know. Yeah. But get over to us so that she can't fuck with us. Come on. Philip uh, drops over. That works. <laughs> Corey uh, kneels down, uh, and as soon as he gets over to them, she's gonna like grab him by the shoulder and like prop him up and like start looking into his eyes and turning his head this way and that. She's like, "Are you injured? Are you charmed?" Divine sense. <laughs> he is not injured or charmed. Uh, kind of is he undead? <laughs> no. Take a ritual of uh, detect magic as we're taking a breather here. Should okay. we take a breather here? In the it's swamp? Only ten, it's only ten minutes. It's only ten minutes? We kill <laughs> monsters in like so a minute. So many things can happen in ten minutes. I That's don't have it on my list. I'm <laughs> just saying we might need to get to safety first. Do you I have identify? Have I do have identify prepared. Can can you use an identify? Yeah. Object touch, blah 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 blah. It's object, not creature. Detect magic is the one that won't. Uh, okay. I have detect magic, but I didn't prepare it. What happened? How did you get here? Well, I was... It was after I found... Sten Fizeno, the award-winning arborist in the state that I told you about. Yeah, mm-hmm. And I had dinner with the Lord Keeper, and that bastard sent me on a mission to the Gated Glen to warn them of what happened to Sten. They, they were using the same soil that the worms and right. things were in. And he sent me on the road with a half-elf and a half-orc half that were members of his his personal guard or some such nonsense. Anyway, they they turned into these hideous creatures. Worms just fell out of their skin and their eyes and everything. And and I I hopped on Todd as fast as I Todd, where's Todd? He's outside, he's fine. He's outside. Oh, thank the gods, Todd. I'll never let you out of my sight again. Anyway, worms. I'm sorry. Uh, Worm. You said worms. Black worms? worms? Black worms. Like, it was like watching a body get eaten alive and decomposed at the same time. It was horrifying. And, and, oh. and, and suddenly, a pathway 
led to a house and and she let me in and told me the manor would come protect her me rather wait how long ago was this philip last you remember it was in the middle of our death which is effectively july you guys are now on the 2nd of Wereth, which is October. That was like four months ago. <laughs> Holy shit. Four months? Yeah, we yeah. were busy. Sorry. Wait, do you remember all of it, or were you just here? I, I was just here. Oh, thank the gods, dude. I thought you were just like hanging out, being tortured for months. We we went to a different plane of existence, and Time we... also moved forward for us, too. Yeah. DM, am I understanding just the composition of that first scene, the transition yep. made it sound like it was the conversation I had four months ago? Yep. Okay, cool. Got it. Time I... works differently in demiplanes. Did she hurt you? There were spiders on my hand, but no, I, I feel fine. Ah, oh, classic cupful of spiders. Looks awful. I think the cup was spiders. Ah, the cup was spiders. RJ They're starting to innovate. So disturbed. RJ was very disturbed. Uh, Connor is very disturbed. <laughs> yeah, Rob big time disturbed. Don't like that one bit. All right, guys. Are we in the middle? There's, there's no room behind us, right? We're just in the middle of the After fog. you exited the hallway, you came out of a small fog bank. Uh -huh. And as you looked back, that fog bank had dissipated. There was nothing Me in there. a room with no doors or windows. No! <laughs> Is the room stretching? Oh. <laughs> We're gonna have to find a way out. Of course, there's always my way. Arjan, can you take a look from above? See what's around us? Uh, how far above is there? It oh, no. looks like an open sky. Yeah, I'll fly up. Okay. Well, That's definitely new. Arjan, as you get about 80 feet up, you all hear a voice. Mm -hmm. And the voice says, There was once a time where we were revered, where none would think about raising a blade to my children. But as my children grew in number, so too did their enemies. Their wickedness became them, and for them I have known sorrow. Misery was taken as complacency, and soon my daughters and granddaughters turned from me, or forgotten their roots, and turned upon each other for personal gain. And as you hear this, Arjan, thankfully, you are up in the sky. However, everyone else that is on the ground feels your feet sink like the ground beneath you is getting wet and then you watch as this sickening murky water seems to begin rising up out of the earth itself and arjan from where you can see there is no high ground 
there is no secondary area away from this rising water. And as this water reaches about chest high, so up to the shoulders on, uh, I'll say up to the shoulders on both Philip and Gwen. Corey's going to pick them up. Okay. Gwen is tying a rope to Philip's belt <laughs> as they're in there, and she's like tying it to her arm. Philip was in the middle of getting his rope and just, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> Stay. I, I'm not a dog, Gwenevere. <laughs> It continues to rise. There is no high ground. There is none. I mean, do I do I see this hallway continuing to another place? There is no hallway that you can see either. It is just this vacant bog. Are there any trees? There are. Okay, I'm going to start so slopping high towards ground. the trees. Okay. So, uh, as you are getting to these trees. The water will continue to rise and rise, and eventually it will overtake you. And as you gasp for air, you find that you can breathe here. It is a strange, strange feeling being underwater and being able to breathe. I fucking hate magic. And as you say that, make a perception check. Oh, that's better. I think 18. 18. Gwen, you swear you see a humanoid form swimming not 60 feet away from you. And Arjan, even you up in the air, no matter how far up you fly, the water eventually will catch up to you. And as you look down, you realize that you are stuck always flying upwards at a cap of around 80 feet. Once everybody else got overtaken, I would have dove down to see if I could For like, sure. pull them up. And you will also find that you can breathe. Corey, Caitlin, what's going on? There's a thing there. There's a, there's a person over there. Do I hit it? Do we not hit it? I don't know. Do, do we see do. the thing that she's pointing at? Make a perception check. Okay. All of us? Yeah, except Gwen. Na natural 20 for 23, or 24. 21. 21. That's a 9. So as Gwen points in this direction, you see that there is a humanoid figure that swims in one direction. And then they are almost overshadowed by what looks like a large finned creature that mm. seems to swim in the other. And as this figure continues to swim, they get close to you and closer. And as they dive into the murk, they seem to disappear yet again. Get us out that, of here, please. Is that finned creature coming towards us? It looks like it is just going to the edge near where you are and seems to just be taking a very casual circle around your group. It has a fin that goes like side to side, right? Mm-hmm. 
and okay, so a good. large pointed fin on top that Corey, uh, you and Arjan are rather familiar with. As much as this is terrifying me, I don't feel like we need to attack anything that isn't attacking us. She has been paying attention, hasn't she? Hey, sorry we killed your children. They kind of attacked us first. I think I mostly remember most of it. Maybe I shouldn't be the one to talk, guys. <laughs> Mother eldest, we are willing to parlay. I need all of you to make a wisdom saving throw. Oh, great. This is oh, a spell no. effect. Doesn't matter. Is I'm an a... oath of vengeance paladin. Does, are we is within... it a charmed or magic effect? It is a magical effect, yes. It's not and a charm. And we're within right. 10 feet of Corey? Yes. Whatever it is. I'm sorry, did you say it isn't a charmed? It is not a charm. Okay. Uh, 21 it? without Corey's bonus. Okay. 19. I mean, you still get, like, bonuses to saves, but, like, you don't get advantage mm -hmm. like you used to. Uh, 24, 28. Yeah, Corey's bonus. Don't give me that face, Rob. Is it against being, like, frightened or anything? It is actually against fear. Oh, cool. Oh. Ha ha ha! Stout halfway. Uh, that is a 17. Okay. Does a 19 With, without bonuses. Otherwise, I'll roll again. All right. You all succeed against this fear spell that was then cast upon you. But as this humanoid figure comes up through the murky depths and you see a twin pair of eyes gleam out towards you, that is where we are going to go into an early break for the evening. And when we come back, we're going to be rolling some initiative. So I would like to say thank you to Rob for joining us on our 100th episode. We are going to try and be back in, in five danger. to ten minutes. So don't go no place unless it's to grab a food, grab a, grab a drink, grab a friend, or possibly go to indooradventure.redbubble.com. Pick yourself up something nice, and we'll see you guys shortly. All right, everybody. See you soon. Uh, we're back! Steven! Ah! So it's our 100th episode, and we'd like to say thank you for being the most excellent of DMs, a wonderful friend, and the best goddamn husband a guy can ever ask for. Aww. I know that sounds really heartfelt, but the last time Rob was on this show and we let in with a really heartfelt thing, something bad <laughs> happened immediately after. <laughs> it's the 100th episode! <laughs> I love you You're guys. one of my best friends, and I, I'm so glad to have you in my life. I'm so glad I got to see you in person so many times, and I can't wait to do it again next year. Oh. Thanks, guys. Even. Ah! He's such a, like, genuinely, like, good, nice person, and uh, also very nice and good DM. I've already, uh, I don't, I don't know if I've done this, like, on an actual recorded episode, but, like, um, you're the, you're like the closest DM that I've seen to like actually like Chris Perkins like taking a module and just running with what your players have put in to make it so like unique and you you do that for uh for for this game too and it's so good. Man, <laughs> <laughs> you are the hardest working goddamn man I've ever seen. Like, we have had to 
pull shit away from you. You you fucking edit, you run the goddamn game, you host the channel, you do so much for us every week. And every week I am terrified for the best reasons. We love you, Steven. Thank you, guys. Steven! Ah! You, like, okay, I met LB through a completely unrelated game, and then she was like, yeah, I got this Monday night game. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I'll check it out a couple times, whatever. Like, not really thinking anything of it. I literally, like, distinctly remember the moment that Stenfizeno, like, I'm not even kidding. I know I talk about Stenfizeno all the time, but, like, he's the moment that he was introduced, I was like, this dude is hilarious. Like, I absolutely need to be along for this ride. And I binged, I kid you not, like, probably, like, 40 sessions at that point. Like, in, I don't know, less than a month like i just it was all i did at work like i just had the game on and it was like i didn't even think at that point i would get to be a part of it in any way i just was like this is somebody that brings so much life and heart to the world that they created like it feels real it feels lived in like you know there's a tournament happening here and there's an island with a dragon happening over there and while the heroes are focusing on this other shit's happening over there like it's just like the amount of attention to detail and care that you put into this is so evident in everything you do like everything and i have never seen a group of players happier to be a part of it and i can say that because i'm a player for like i don't know three of the three of the hundred so. <laughs> But no. Well, thanks, guys. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> really appreciate that. Roll for now initiative. You get to kill us. <laughs> <laughs> You're loved, Steven. You oh. are loved. Thanks, Think guys. Favorably of us as you kill us. I yes, will. Don't worry. I'll make sure work. to put kind words on your effigies. Now right. fucking kill me. <laughs> oh, God, tonight is cursed. What'd you get, Caleb? Natural 20 for 19. Natural 20 for 24. Damn! That's the oh third one! Natural no. 20 for 21. Gwen. I rolled 17. <laughs> 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 That's so good. <laughs> yeah, me too. A, a six for a nine. Nice. <laughs> I'm gonna put this dice over here. Solid! <laughs> Uh, I was also there. <laughs> okay, so there we go. So first off is going to be Arjan. And Arjan, from what you can see, there are there is this finned fish-like creature that you are getting big shark vibes from. Uh, and then there is also a humanoid figure. Uh, at least they looked humanoid as they have since gotten closer to you and stared at your group with their milky white eyes and you can see teeth that are serrated for ripping and tearing. You've seen a creature like this before. You once, t you and your group once turned her into a boat. Oh, oh, oh no. 
I would like to hold my action, which would be to just unload my crossbow into her, uh, until somebody loses hit points to her. Okay. Sounds good. So that was Arjan's turn. Next up, let me see. Uh, yeah. So as you are looking at this individual as she is kind of swimming around, as you are watching this shark make its way and circle around your group, there was a second shark that did much better on its stealth rolls. Uh, and it is going to swim very quickly towards your group. Thankfully, this is not like a huge-sized shark. It is just a medium-sized shark. But that's still bigger than a predatory fish uh, that you than you would like to see in the water. And they are going to make an attack towards... They're going to try and take a nibble out of you, Calum. When he, when he gets into range, I'm going to use my reaction to use my War Wizard ability. Because he's within range, I have Full Arm Master. Okay. Nevermore at 4th level. Sure. You're a War Wizard? I have War Wizard. Oh my god. As a feat. Oh, okay. Alright. What kind of wizard are you otherwise? A so custom one. Speaker. That's oh, not okay. the right gotcha. one. Where is it? A 18 to hit? Oh yeah, that'll hit. It's a shark. Oh, okay. Uh, 31 points of force damage. Okay. So, that is a significant portion. But they are still up, and they are still going to try and give you a heckin' chomp! So, that is a, well, you asked for it, folks. Uh, that is a 25 to hit. Oh, yeah. Okay, then you are going to be taking a total of 17 points of piercing damage. Cool. As it goes in and sheds some blood with a heckin' chomp. Uh, next up is, it would be Cory. However, the hag that is currently swimming in the water is going to use some pretty sweet legendary actions. Yes, Gwen. Well, Arjan was holding his action until somebody lost hit points. It was until she, she caused somebody. Yeah. Don't worry. I gotcha. Uh, so, uh... She is going to, you see this hag's form begin to shudder and shift and locks of her hair begin to separate from the scalp and the snakes that are dissipating off of her head begin to start swimming together as one as she uses three legendary actions to summon forth a swarm of poisonous snakes. And that was after the shark went. So then the snakes end up getting rolled in here. That's good. So then, hey, guess what? It's Corey's turn. Oh, hi, I'm Corey. 
fuck. Um, don't like that. Don't like that shark. That's uh, nomin on Caleb. Want to get rid of that as quick as possible. Um, so, it's is it close enough that I can just run up to it? Yeah. I'm gonna bonus action. Well, swim up to it, but yes. Yes. Uh, I'm gonna bonus action summon my animated shield, uh, bringing my armor class up to uh, 20. And then as my action, I'm just going to wail on this shark. Uh, first attack is gonna be a 20. Okay. It's in a disadvantage because we're underwater and you don't have a swim speed. That is true. The only one of works? you who currently has a swim speed is Gwen, who has the cloak of the manta ray. Uh, I, I think the only the only exceptions are like crossbows and spears, like thrown weapons, or like projectiles. Uh, you'll you'll have to look up the actual rules. It's it's crossbows and spears, yeah. Okay, so yeah, you are fine in your strike against it. A twenty certainly hits. I mean, uh, I, I'm I'm doing it at disadvantage, right? Uh, with, with a sword, it is flat. Just flat. Yeah, because it's only disadvantage oh. on spears and crossbows. Okay. No, no, you other way around. No, it's the other way around. Uh, okay, yeah, then disadvantage. Okay, so an eleven to hit. An eleven does not hit this here shark. That is fine. I will uh, swing again. Okay. How about a twelve? A twelve just hits. Oof. Okay. Uh, I'll put a second level smite on this. Uh, that's going to be seven slashing damage. And then a second level smite is going to be uh, 29 radiant damage. Okay, that shark had 14 health, so I'm pretty sure cool. it is no more. Shark, awesome. go bye-bye. Goodbye, shark. Um, not dealing with this shit today. Uh, all right, that's it for Corey. Okay, next up are the swarm of poisonous snakes. And they are going to wriggle forward in the water because snakes are surprisingly good swimmers. Uh, and they are going to... They are going to go after Gwen. So Gwen, a, a veritable sea of snakes has just swarmed upon you. And they are... That is a natural 20 for snakes. Uh-oh. Uh, would Philip, since we were doing rope shenanigans, would Philip be within five feet of Gwen? I would say Philip and Gwen are definitely within five feet of each other. Uh, I have two protection, um, wheeling a shield, and a creature. You can see attacks a target other than me within five feet. I can... Use my reaction to impose disadvantage on the attack roll. Okay. Oh my god. Let's see what else it gets. So that is a 23 to hit then. That still okay. hits. Well, heck. <laughs> it wasn't a crit though. It was not. We're so. See. Gwen, <laughs> you are going to be taking a total of nine points of piercing damage and then make a constitution save. Uh, is this against being poisoned? It is. Hey. <laughs> How's a 21? A 21 is a success, so you are going to be taking half of 20 points of poison damage. Solid. Oh. All right, so that was there for them, their snakes. Calum, 
you see that snakes have swarmed up upon Gwen. There is a second, sh uh, the second shark that swam up to you got obliterated and is no more. There is still the hag and the first shark. So there are still three potential targets for you. Corey, point at the hag, and she will have a red aura of wispy threads envelop her as I use my Cleric of the Grave Channel Divinity Path to the Grave. You have advantage on this attack, and you deal double damage as they lose all resistances, but instead gain vulnerability. Okay. Or anyone who attacks it, and then that is gone. Sounds good. For you guys, I mean. For me, it's very hit or miss. Gwen, you have snakes upon you. Gwen would like to tiny rage. For sure. Bonus action. Get him. And she is going to uh, pull out the sunfort or the run axe. And uh, she's going to take two swippy swipes at these motherfuckers in front of her uh, at disadvantage, yes? No, at, at normal. Because now we have the club. Yes. Okay, that's a nat 20. Womp, 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 womp. See, I got it during the combat, and the second one is a 19 on the dice. Both will hit. Okie dokie. So, do 2d12. Um, ah! We're fangirl! Thank you so much for the raid! Um, so, shit. Oh, 18 plus, uh, 14. 18 and 14 damage. 32. 32 total, total damage, please. 32, all right. So, they do have resistance to this, and it is just from all bludgeoning, piercing, slashing types that they do have resistance from, so it is being it magical. magical? It, it being magical oh, yeah. okay. does not apply here. Uh, so that was 32 points of damage. So that would be reduced down to 16. So, okay. There are still more than half of them alive, but they have taken a significant amount of damage from this here thing. Next up is the second shark. Uh, well, technically the first shark, but... Now they are the only shark. Uh, and they are going to swim up and they are going to try and... They're going to try and bite out at Cory as you have made yourself a... Or actually, no. They're going to try and go between Calum and Gwen because the both of you are the only ones who have taken damage. And Gwen, you were three and four in my mental math. Rolled a four on my d4, so you got a shark up on you as well as those snakes. So they're going to be rolling at advantage because you have lost hit points. That is a 23 to hit. So let me check here. For a total of 17 points of piercing damage as this shark bites into you. And that's what that there shark do for the turn. Next up, the hag. And the hag at this point is going to 
swim up to you, Calum. And she is going to make a series of attacks against you with her claws. So first attack is a, well, that's a 12 to hit. I don't think that hits you. And then the second attack is a modified 20. Uh, hold on. You already used your reaction for... My turn came back around. Right. Gotcha. So shield for plus five, 21 you need to hit now. Okay. Well, she can only make two attacks with her claws, so she is not able to do that thing. Uh, and then she is going to swim away from you. Uh, as Now there's no attack of opportunity that she needs to worry about. And she is going to go back down into the Merc. And when this creature is directly up on you, trying to strike out against you, this isn't a... Much in the same way as when you were using contact, uh, contact other planes and you had a almost spectral form to you, although it was primarily solid, that seems what this that seems what has happened to this hag. This creature that you are currently engrossed in combat with is Vilda. This is the hag that you once fought on a small island just north of the Isle of Arask. That is it for her turn. Next up, Philip. Philip, there are snakes and a shark attacking your beloved. What would you like to do? Oh boy. Uh, I'm gonna start swapping at some snakes. Uh, does a nineteen hit? A nineteen does hit snakes. Oh boy. That would be 11 damage. Okay, so then halved. How are they, how are they looking? It is halved down to six. Over half of these snakes have been destroyed. More. That's an 18. 18 hits. Seven. Okay. There are quite, there are still a few snakes left, but not very many. I have three attacks now. Uh, that's a 22. Yep, that'll hit. Uh, 11 again. Okay. There are all of like three snakes left from this swarm. <laughs> I'm trying so hard. Uh, Philip will spit, realize he's still underwater. <laughs> It just sort of like hangs there, like really close to your own face. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he'll stand his ground, shield and sword at the ready, fighting alongside Gwen. Okay, next up, Arjan. I'm going to take Aspect of the Blue Dragon, and that's my turn. Okay. Because that's an action. Sounds good. Uh, at the end of your turn... Oh. I would like to cast Hunter's Mark. Sorry. Okay. That's totally fair. All right. So Hunter's Mark on, I'm guessing the hag. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So uh, it looks like this hag is going to summon more snakes uh, as and use her legendary actions in order to do so. 
but that is all that she can do. At least before Cory before Corey's turn. That's right, because that shark is dead. Uh, He's dead. Hold on, I just got RJ to send me the thing that he did because I did not process any of that you information when it was given. It. Um, okay. So what? basically you have advantage on your oh no. If you hit the cursed creature with an attack, the creature has vulnerability to all the that attack's damage. Right. Okay. You so the next attack is going to like whatever hits her is going to okay. Double damage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's the thing that you talked about. Cool. Um hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh can Corey get to her by swimming to her? Uh her swim speed is fifty, but she had to use some to get up to Calum and then to swim away, so I would say yes. Okay. Corey will swim to her. Um she's your enemy she's going to sheathe her shield or her shield she's going to sheathe her sword and get out the harpoon of returning and you can use javelins quote unquote as uh melee weapons yes yeah mm -hmm. all right i'm gonna do some stabbing uh here i come and this will not be a disadvantage because underwater it's a javelin nah. yes uh daggers javelin sword Shoots, uh, spears, or tridents. Are 19 to hit? A 19 does hit. Alright, she has vulnerability to this damage. Yes. Um, it's going to be 9 piercing damage. I'm putting a second level smite on this. Mark that off. And then under actions, other second level smite. Boom. Okay. 17. 18 and... 18 and 34. 34. For 52 points of damage. All right. In total. That's, that's the first attack. Okay. And this vulnerability lasts until just that's that it. one hit? Okay, cool. Just that one hit. Okay. I rolled bad on my smite. Sorry, man. Uh, 19 to hit. Okay. That 19 hit. does hit. The last time was a 19 as well. All yep. right. Uh... <laughs> Uh, that's going to be eight piercing damage. Okay. And I will use a first level smite for this one. And that's going to be 17 radiant. Okay. Sounds and good. And that's it for Corey, unless I have a bonus action that I want to do. Pretty sure I don't. I could Hunter's Mark. I'm not going to. I'm, I'm, I have a feeling I'm going to need my smites. Okay. Next up are the pitiful remains of the poisonous snakes uh, that were on Gwen. So they are going to try and do a heckin' chomp with the few of them that are left. So they miss. Solid. Yep, that was an 11 to hit. That's not going to do anything. They don't have multi-attack, so that was it for the snake's turn. Next up is Calum. I'm gonna... They've got the shark and the snicks handled. Gonna firebolt the hag. Okay. You said firebolt? Firebolt. Uh, fire when you're completely underwater, um, creatures have resistance to fire. Uh, even if it's a magical spell? Yep. Yeah, that's what it says. Oh, sad face. All right, maybe not then. Mm. 
suck at that these instead. First level guiding vault. Jesus. That'll do her. For a dirty twenty. Yeah, that'll hit. Oh, that's pitiful. Fourteen points of uh, lightning damage. Okay. And the next attack against her has advantage. Has advantage. Gwen, you got snakes and a shark on you. These bitches. Uh, Gwen is going to uh, turn to Philip and just say, "Check this shit out." Uh, and she's going to manifest a gray skull. So his essence from around her kind of just shifts so it's on the other side of this uh, shark. Um, and she's going to take an attack on the duders and on the snaky boys. Before the attack is made, Grayskull like happily waves towards you, Philip. He's excited <laughs> to see back. you. Oh, it's a natural one, but good thing I'm lucky. How's a 16 to hit? A 16 definitely hits him. This is a shark or a snake? The snakes. Yep, hits the snakes. Okay. Uh, they take uh, 20 damage. 20. They are no more. They had 4 HP left, so you have destroyed them, snakes. There's still oh. another group that has not acted yet, but uh, the snakes that were on you are no more. All right, and then you're going to see Gray Skull for the second attack. Uh, take a swing at this shark. Um, let me just double check. Um, that's a 16. 16 hits. Roll for damage. Oh, solid. Okay. All right, let me just double check this thing because I don't think I've actually used it yet. Um, you can hire when you take this act. The attack action, you can make one additional melee attack in that. Okay. Uh, okay. So that's just, I thought it might give me extra things. That's fine. Uh, that's another 20 damage. Okay. Um, and then Gwen is going to. Where is it? Where is that? Action surge and attack this uh, thing herself twice. Okay. Uh, how's a 13? That hits. Really? All right, cool. It's a shark. Okay. For uh, 11 damage. Okay. And then another attack for 26. To hit or damage? Yes, to, yeah. to hit. That'll hit. Uh, for, for 10 damage. Okay. The shark goes down. Oh, you know what? No. I can, oh, it goes down? Okay. Yeah. I have to remember I can reroll things times. Yes, the shark also ends up going down. So now the only creatures that are here in this murky water with you are the hag themselves, as well as this swarm of poisonous snakes. A poisonous snake! Uh, they are going to make a claw attack towards you, Corey. So does a 27 hit you? Oh, yeah. Okay, so, totally. Corey, you are going to be taking 14 points of slashing damage. Minus 7 as Grayskull's ethereal axe goes to catch some of that. And then a 13 does not hit, I am assuming. No, it does not. Alrighty, so that is all that they can do for their attacks towards you. Next up, Philip. Uh, so there's a second swarm of snakes, and there's a hag. Yes. 
Uh, how close? Uh, can I get to the hag or? Uh, from where you were at, uh, you would come up just short of where the hag is. Okay. I'm... 25 foot walking speed is a bitch. Yeah, I'm a little guy. Uh, okay. But then snacks. I thought you were asking about snacks. I You're mean, asking. I could eat some snacks. Slurp. How close is he to the snakes is what he's asking. Yeah. They they call them danger noodles for a reason. <laughs> oh sorry, danger noodles. You are you are close enough to, to attack those snacks. Hmm. Or do I action surge and get to the hag? No, I'll attack the snacks. Oh, that one doesn't hit. Uh nineteen. Nineteen hits? Twelve? A twelve? Let me check. But no, a twelve does not. Okay. Yeah, then the first one definitely did. Okay. First one was an eleven. Mm. I realized after the fact I should have asked just in case. Uh twelve damage. Okay. The snacks. Um hmm. I'm a shield master shove him as a bonus action. Hack it. Okay. Can snakes go prone if they don't have legs? They are immune to the condition. I just want them back off. Bop. Yeah. For They're sure. Already pr That's their secret. They're already prone. Oh, no. Okay. Next up, Arshan. Finally seeing that, uh, hey, this hack was actually able to attack somebody and it hurt. Uh... Arjan is going to just aim his crossbow at this at this lady, who I, I will refrain from using the B word, uh, and I would like to make some attacks with my crossbow. Okay. First one's at advantage. First one is at advantage. Cool. Eighteen. And eighteen hits. Okay. I I need to put that back for. Uh, uh, not resistant to force or electric damage, right? Uh, they are not. Okay, first attack is going to be a total of 18 points. Okay. Uh, well, you only needed that one attack, uh, as they only had 14 left. But as the for first of your force bolts strikes against this creature you hear a sound like a cork being popped and then you all feel the water beginning to quickly drain and you look down at the decrepit stump that philip was sitting across previously uh that had once been a table that is now actually draining all of the water down into it and as this water is all drained you are all deposited back on the ground soaking wet the snakes dissipate but as that water enters into the stump you feel a rumbling of the earth below followed by a cacophonous booming sound as that water shoots back up into the sky and as it does you see it reach into what would appear to be cloud cover and it begins snowing 
very, very quickly. And as it does, in less than six seconds, the area around you has become a tundra and you see two figures flying on brooms up in the skies above you, cackling. You still get your attacks. Twenty-six. Twenty-six hits. Eleven plus twelve. Twenty-three points for one hag. Okay. Let's... Oh wait, 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 wait. Can I bonus action in the middle of my attacks? Yeah. Can we punish Mark to them. Yeah. Okay. Then twenty-three. Um, okay. So twenty-three attack, damage. Yeah, 23 okay. damage. Uh, final attack from this round is a 24. 24 hits. Uh, 20 points of damage. Okay. How are they looking? Uh, this one looks like you just bloodied it with two attacks. I'll end my turn. Okay. Sounds good. So, Corey, you have found yourself on dry-ish land once again, but now you are in some sort of winter setting, although still within the bog. And as you are gaining your footsteps, you all hear again, Worse yet, my beautiful daughters found themselves choosing unavoidable fates, resigning themselves for a chance at fleeting power. I gave strength and power, but instead, the promise of control outside my reaches was all too tempting. But my daughters forget. They choose not to remember. Uh, how high up in the air are these hags? They are, at this point, 60 feet up in the air. Cool. Um... Uh, are are they flying on brooms? Or... They are. Okay. Um. Corey's going to like stand up in the snow, and she's going to say, "Uh, spread out." Uh, and she's going to take a few steps away from everybody else. Um, she's going to point up at one of them. And she's going to cast Dispel Magic on one of their brooms. I have a range of 120 feet on this. Okay, make a... I believe that's not an Arcana check. It's just a spellcasting bonus roll. Yeah, uh, choose one creature within... Or creature object magical effect in range. Any spell of third level or lower on the target ends. For each spell of fourth level or higher on the target, make an ability check using your spellcasting. This might not, be, might, might not do what I want it to do. Yeah, it just ends spells. It probably wouldn't uh, make it so that the, the brooms can't fly anymore, right? Yeah, that's correct. All right, I'm not going to do that then. Instead, I'm going to take a few steps off to the right. Uh, I'm going to cast... I'm not going to cast anything, honestly. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to sit here uh, and hold my action and wait for something to come to me. Okay, sounds good. So, let me clear 
up my initiative tracker just a quick second. Um, she will step out into the snow uh, alone and she says, uh, Have at you, you hags! We killed you once, we'll do it again! And you hear a conjoined cackling from up in the air as the two hags swirl. And you see them reach into bags and just pull out what looks like potpourri. Like, it's just random shit that hags keep in their bags. But as that potpourri hits the snow beneath you, once again, there is a rumbling as a massive snowman rises up out of the earth and you recognize again this creature looked at you directly when you had exited the home back in Greenreach on your way to fight off the hags the first time and it is its turn and Corey you have made yourself very very much attempting target so it is going to try and grab you cool does my attack trip off on this one or is it specifically for the hags what did you make it for um for something to get in range of me then this will count okay um swing at it wildly um 21 to hit 21 hits okay uh do I get both my attacks on this when you take a, a thing magic eight, eight or fourteen slashing damage? Okay. I've switched back to my sword, um, and uh, I'm not going to throw any smites on this quite yet until I know what I'm dealing with. Um, but my advanced smite does three radiant damage. Okay. So I need you to make an athletics check as it attempts to grab you. A 13. Okay, I don't believe that beats a 25. <laughs> nope. So it is going to use you as a rock. Oh. And it is going to throw you towards Arjan. <gasps> so. Beat a motherfucker with another motherfucker. <laughs> Arjan, does a 14 hit you? Arjan, look out! All right, so Corey, you are going to be taking the full amount of damage as you get thrown uh the range for a rock is 60 to 240 <laughs> so you are getting yeeted about half that due to the miss so you are going to be 120 feet away from the rest of the group just get just goes tumbling through the snow <laughs> and you are going to take <laughs> you keep gathering snow and just end up as like a, a cory snowman ball except <laughs> You're going to be taking 30 points of bludgeoning. <laughs> I reduced that by three. As you get hurled by this creature. Fucking just flipping end over end. And then just one big long trough in the snow. And they are then going to come up uh, towards your group. And that is all that they can do. They are now just within range of the rest of you standing over you. Looking imposing. Next up, Calum, you got a big old snowman and two hags flying around above you. 
and Corey's just been yeeted. Uh, the hags are, yeah, about 60 feet. Let me just read something real quick. This is only 30. I can't catch all three of them. Say lovey. Um, bonus action, Blessing of the Raven Queen. Teleport 30 feet into the air to get within range of the hags. Casting Steel Wind Strike to cover the other 30. They, are, One of them will cackle and cast a fifth level counterspell on you. Can I use my reaction to counterspell? You can. Sixth level counterspell. The second one cackles and sees your counterspell at sixth level and also does. Is this what Jordan with the PH was talking about? Yes! <laughs> Hags in a coven. Hags in a coven. So, Caleb. That's fine. They've blown a fifth and sixth level. This is true. You are now going to be falling 30 feet. Oh, no, I'll fly. Right. Because you gave Correct. me that ability. Yes. We're just playing goddamn exploding kittens up in here. He's noping your nopes. <laughs> so, Calum, that was your go. Gwen, it is now your turn. There is a big fucking snowman that just yeeted Corey over 100 feet away. What would you like to do? Uh, the hags... These hags, these witches, are the ones that killed Caleb, yes? Yes. Okay. Uh, Gwen lets go of the rope, and she turns to Philip and says, Don't die, okay? As she's going to take his face and kiss him, and then, like, shove him back, run at the snowman, and Aren't slightly... What? Aren't y'all on a rope? I, I let go of the rope. Okay. <laughs> uh, she's going to run up the snowman, and she is going to uh, activate her Echo Shard Gauntlets and cast Thunder Step. Okay. So I would like to ha him to make a constitution saving throw, please. Okay, so that is a 14. Okay, uh, that meets. Uh, so he takes half of 13 damage. Okay. Um, thunder damage. And Gwen is going to appear on the back of one of these hags' uh, brooms. Okay. Sounds good. So you are hanging out with the hags. And she says, Step witches. <laughs> they cackle like it is the funniest thing that they have heard yet. And Gwen, now that you're close to these ones, you can see that, like, they do have a physical form, but it's almost like there are spots that have been, uh, easiest way to describe this is, like, on a burger wrapper from a fast food place where, like, it becomes translucent at places from the sheer amount of grease. That is what you are seeing on these hags. <laughs> yeah, it's not a pretty sight. <laughs> uh, and, uh, that's my, you, uh, you guys see, uh, gray skull fade away but i would like to use my bonus action since that was my action to manifest him on the other broom gwen he is also cackling along with the witches like <laughs> you take him on so many extraordinary trips through the sky this is a thing that he never thought would happen <laughs> solid That's okay sounds good next up are the hags 
so one of the hags is going to fly down towards the ground and they are going to get directly up next to you philip uh and actually aims like flips their broom up and it was the one uh that grayskull was on the back of and you see electricity charging at the end of the broom as they have lined up you and Corey for a lightning bolt spell so i need you to make a dexterity save at advantage oh yeah so i need advantage please That was almost a natural one. Let um, me know if you do roll a natural one because I have a thing for that. Oh wait, I have lucky. You do. Oh my god. Oh my god. Um, I'm so happy you said something. Uh, <laughs> that would be a 14 to save. A 14 is exactly what you needed. Holy you shit! You lined up Corey for this as well, right? That is correct. I got a nine. Corey, you fail, so you're going to be taking full. Pause it. Is the snowman also in the No, Corey's thrown away. Okay. Yeah. For 29 points of lightning damage. Oof. Owie. Can't reduce that, can you? Can't. Nope. And now it is the second hag who is going to turn around. Uh, Gwen, I need you to make a, let me check on this real quick. It is mm -hmm. going to be a wisdom saving throw. Is this against being frightened? It is not. Is it against a polymorph spell? Oh, no, not again. <laughs> I don't want to be a mouse again. Oh, no. Okay, I rolled a one. It's fine. Everyone, it's fine. Uh, I rolled a nine. Gwen, you turn into a very scrappy, very angry looking weasel. No! And she quickly just like goes to try and stuff you in a bag. So I need you to make a strength check using the stats of a weasel. Do you have that pulled up? Because I don't have that pulled up. I got you. Okay. A weasel with a, what are you doing, dex? Plus three strength. for acro oh strength. Rolled a for two, doesn't matter. Okay. Every, every interaction we've ever had with a hag has always been a fucking shit show. Oh my god. There's a giant snowman, there's the Duke of Weaselton. Indoor, are you just Weselton. creating frozen? What no Conceal, don't feel. No. <laughs> Philip, it's your in. turn. <laughs> Let them see. Philip, your lady love has been uh, turned into a weasel and then stuffed into a bag. Corey has been thrown quite a far ways away from you, and you just have a hag directly on you. Oh, Philip stabbing. Philip stab. That's a 19 to hit. 19 will hit. That's nine damage. Uh, another 19. Yep. <laughs> 12 damage. Uh, 17. A 17 just hits. <laughs> another 12 damage. 
I'm mad. This hag is looking rightly messed up. She took quite a few shots from Arjan, but is still hanging in there. But speaking of our residential dragon. Uh, popping off that hag. Trying to. Natural 20. Yeah, that'll hit. For a 31. It dies. It dies splendidly. It had 15 HP left. So okay, one of so those hags is gone. So that is less than the uh, 34 points of damage that I did to it. Oh my god. Uh, bonus action moving the Hunter's March to the other hag. Yep. 21. A 21 hits. For 15 points of damage. Okay. Third attack. 13. A 13 does not hit. Action surge. Okay. Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven hits. For nineteen points of damage. Okay. Twenty-eight. Brat brat indeed. For uh twenty-three points of damage. Okay. And a natural one. Alrighty. So to still up but uh let's see how this goes success success that is on the fourth hit gwen you go from being a weasel in a bag to being a halfling in a burlap onesie god it's like a rask all over again as she fails concentration thanks arzan Gwen, I think again. I think you saved me last time, too. Gwen, you are going to be falling out of the air from being inside of this bag, so you are going to be taking some damage. Bless you, Talem. Am I still raging? Uh, when you enter into being a weasel, I think it would... You drop rage. Yeah. Is that okay? <gasps> oh, my God. Can't be, like, a really angry weasel. <laughs> I mean, I could. So, a weasel... <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey, ferrets are weasels. <laughs> For a total of 30 points of bludgeoning as you fall 60 feet. <laughs> it was mostly ice in the spot that you landed on. Uh, but that is Arjan. That was your go. Next up, Corey, you have just been yeeted, blasted with lightning. Great, because like she was getting out of the snow and then she looks up and immediately just zap. <laughs> all right um that's what knocks all the snow off yep <laughs> uh she's going to shake that off and uh start running up the trench that she left in the snow uh she's got to get 100 feet right yeah all right there's one one hag left there's one hag and frosty Oh, fucking Frosty. Uh, forgot about him. Um, I actually have a buddy named Frosty. Nice in the courtyard. Um, 
I'm going to run up, uh, run up this trench. I'm going to go 60 feet. Um, you know, use my whole movement and then double move with my action. Um, and then uh, my bonus action. Here remaining 30 feet. I wouldn't even get there. Okay. Uh, that'll that'll be it for my yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna use my bonus. Okay. Next up is Frosty, who is going to trudge over towards you, Arjan. And you see them raise up their arm, and as they do, their big snowy mitt becomes much thinner and sharper as their hand turns into an axe blade, and they are going to try and bring it down upon you. Uh, however, I don't think a, a 12 hits you. No. Uh, but does a 19 hit you? Yes. Okay. So that is going to be for... 22 points of slashing damage as it uses its hand like a great axe upon you. And that is it for Frosty's turn. So, Calum. I'm going to use a firebolt on it, on Frosty. Okay. Uh, 18 to hit. And 18. Let me check. An 18 does hit. He takes uh, 18 points of fire damage. All right. Sounds good. And I'm going to scoot back 30 feet away from him. Excellent. So you back up 30 feet away. They are going to... No, because they had moved up to Arjan to make an Arjan. attack. Yeah. So you are good on that end. Next up is Gwen. Gwen, you have just fallen 60 feet out of the sky inside of an almost burlap sack. Uh, Gwen just like pops up from the snow. Her hair is like just covered in ice and pop, uh, water molecules, and she's gonna uh, run at the 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 hag's dead. There is yeah. one dead hag. There is another that is still up in the air. How far away? Uh at this point, they are sixty feet. Is that is where they had left you? Right. Okay. I'm Gwen is going to tiny rage again. And then she is going to look at the hag, be like, not going to fuck with that again. I got my, my anger out of the way. And she's going to run at the snowman. Um, can I get there in 35 feet? Uh, yeah, I'd say you'd be able to. Okay, then two run tax hits, please. Okay. Oh, one's a nat 20. Bop, 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 bop. The second one's a 23. Both of those will hit. Okay, so first attack is um, 22. Okay. And then the second attack is, when it settles, a 13. And damage. just so you remember, you can re-roll stuff. Oh, yeah, I guess I can. Hold on. I, can get, I don't have that much space on it. You got to just stay. Ooh, that was way better. Uh, that is a 21. Okay, sounds good. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. So that was Gwen's turn. Next up is the hag that is still in flight. So they are going to 
Let's see here. They are going to cast an ice storm on are your they party. 60 feet? Uh they would be within sixty feet. Counterspell fourth level. Okay, they are going to use their last fifth level spell slot to counterspell yours. Bring okay. it. So ice storm. Everybody needs to make a dexterity save. Except Corey, who is still in the process of running up. I'm 40 <laughs> feet away. She's just trying to stand up. <laughs> Let me know the, if anyone the, rolls a one within. The trench that she left in the snow has now been uh, hardened into ice by the lightning bolt <laughs> that came after her. And she's like, oh, it's slippery. <laughs> 18. Okay, 18 succeeds. I'm 16. ready for you this time. Success. Arshan? 20. Success, and Philip. Roll 17, I think. I just reread one of my things. Oh, that's an at 20. Okay, sounds good. So you're all only going to be taking half of this. So that is going to be for a total of eight points of bludgeoning damage and 13 points of cold damage. Total? Yes. Like, for the full thing? Yep. So, 10? Yep. Cool. Yeah, they didn't roll very hot on that one. But that's fine! Because it's difficult terrain now. It is. Frosty also takes some damage. He doesn't care. No, he's a snowman. He's a good boy. And she. Wait, I'm sorry, it was 13 total or 20? 13 total? cold eight, damage eight and 8 bludgeoning. Oh, okay. So if you take half, it'd be 10. 10. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh, wow. Thank and you. And if you're raging, there's more math involved. Yes, there is. It's good. I'm... No, I'm just not clever. And the hag continues to soar around, and they are going to get upwards of 70 feet at this point. So next up, Philip. Philip, you got a frost giant on you. Well, uh, frosty snowman. Yeah, this is good enough for me. Beggars can't be choosers. I'm a swing. Oh, wait. There, there we go. That's a dirty 20. That'll hit. Six. Okay. Uh, that is more than 20, 23. That'll hit. Oh my god, damage. Why? Uh, that's seven damage. And ooh, 15? 15 just hits. 20. Oh my god. And then another six. Okay. So. What's he doing? Is he just engaged with me? He was engaged with Arjan, trying to use his hand that had turned into a giant axe to strike down against him. God damn it. Um, I'm going to use my bonus action to shield bash him. Okay. Uh, does your shield, back work, shield bash work on huge creatures? Uh, solid question it just says if i make an attack action on my turn i could use my bonus action to try to shove a creature within five feet so okay uh yeah try it 
They got a natural 20 on their check against you. I don't think it works. Your shield goes in, but their body is made of snow, so there's this very satisfying, like, poof. You just... And when you pull oh. back, there's, like, a nice shield shape where you had tried to push in. Philip draws a smiley face on it. Just real quick. As a free action. Yeah, as a free action. <laughs> Thank you, Tia. Yeah, you're welcome. It's my turn. Next up, Arjan. Oh, I just, I'm sorry. Uh, I'd like to... Are we near each other, me and Arjan? I'd say, yeah, you got it close enough to fight this thing. Okay, yeah, I was going to say, I'd like to be, like, within five feet of Arshan if I could, like, just strafe around the thing until I'm there. That's yeah, it. for sure. Can I see the hag? Yes. I would like to shoot the hag. Okay. Sixteen. Sixteen hits. Or no, sixteen misses, sorry. 16. Okay. Uh, 21. 21 does hit. 15 points of damage. Okay. It is still up. Another 16. That's my turn. Okay. Next up, Corey. Okay. Crazy idea. Um, how far is the hag? The hag is 70 feet up in the air. 70 feet up in the air, and I'm like 40 feet back? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to run 30 feet forward. Okay. Um, and that's my move action. Bonus action. I'm going to face step directly upward 30 feet. Okay. Um, she is now within... I had 10 feet horizontally... And she's 70 feet up in the air. So. So she's now 50 feet away. Correct. Cool. I have a range of 60 for this, so this is going to work. Uh, I need her to make a wisdom saving throw. That is an eight. That fails. I cast hold person on her. She's paralyzed. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. And then I you fall back down. Okay. And you had teleported 30 feet straight up, so that is going to be for. I get my bark, so I get uh, 10 temp HP, and you take 6, so you have 4 temp HP left, but while you have that temp HP, you have a plus 2 to your AC. Make a concentration check. <laughs> oh, that's going to be hilarious. Sorry. Watch me fail this con check. I think you can. I'm good. 22. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah, it was basically like... so funny. If you got less than 10. <laughs> okay, so that was Corey's turn. Next up... I'm sorry. How long does my, uh, my uh, bonus AC last? Until your temp HP disappears. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. All right, so then next up is Frosty, and they are going to swing down towards Philip. Philip, does a 14 hit you? Yes, no. What about, that might do it, a modified 20. 
Nah. Really? Amazing. So they swing down their giant axe hand towards you twice, but they are ineffective in their pursuits. Next up, Kalem. I dusted off this spell from way back when. Hey, I'm casting Ray of Ra Ravens at uh, fourth level, and it is a Scorching Ray variant. Okay. Psychic damage. She automatically fails strength and dexterity saving throws. Because she paralyzed. Paralyzed. And attack rolls have advantage. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Uh, first hit, 26. Holy shit. That'll hit. Second hit, 25. Okay. Third hit, 24. Fourth hit, 24. And fifth hit, 17. 17 just hits, so all of them connect. Cool. I feel like that's the indoor phase of, like, you didn't have to hit her that much. She wasn't she have that much left. That's oh, okay. No, this is a, this Listen, is a let, let us waste our resources. Just, you know. This is, this is didn't a, have to go that hard. Second Caleb level did smite. not have to go that hard. He uh, did that for us. <laughs> you see, you These guys Caleb, fucking killed him. You see Caleb spin his spear? slam the spear butt into the ground as there's a growing darkness around him and uh ten little marionettes come out and shoot up into her each nice. holding swords pikes and scythes and she takes 72 psychic damage she do as she is to shreds you say <laughs> uh and that hag is no more and as that hag dissipates and begins tumbling out of the sky the snow around you begins to melt I firebolt the body on the way down. Okay. Sounds good. Gwen runs to Philip and grabs the rope. We are I... not out of the initiative order. <laughs> Corey's still lying in the snow. I, I, I recognize this. Corey's still lying in the snow and from where she landed. She just like pops up like from the waist. Uh, and she says, Mother Eldest, we're willing to parlay. And you hear... The end draws near, and my daughters have proven their craft and will to survive. But still, that is not enough. Our numbers dwindle, and while you may have been responsible for the death of several of my daughters, I will place my well-being in your hands soon enough. And as she says that, you see a very bright red vibrant flower poke out through the snow. And as the snow melts, the water is drawn into this flower as it grows larger and larger. And you see that it just shoots straight up and a dome of wood encompasses your entire party as you hear another voice. Mother, I have been repotted. So I take the Gulsaya staff out of my bag and break it over my knee. Um, mm-mm. As no, you, you see a large shambling woodman, as well as what look like four other hags, one of which looks much older than the others, and she looks like she has a large lumbering bulkhead arm, but the three other hags that are with her don't 
look like hags you've seen. They look younger. They look like haglings. So that was Calum's turn. Gwen, you have a large wooded creature that you recognize as later, three young-looking hags, and then an older grayish-looking one with skin the color of iron. Uh, cool, 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 cool. Uh, Gwen, how far away are the, um, the, the hags? The hags themselves are roughly about 40 feet away at this point, so if you rushed up to them, you'd be able to get close. No, that's good. Uh, okay, Arjan, calm down. Uh, Gwen is going to, uh, pull out the Sunforger, and she's gonna throw it at them, at the hags. Okay. And explode it, so I would like them to make dexterity saving throws. Please. Sure, sure. Just let me get them into the initiative count. Then I forgot the dice on me and Bibian make noise. That's why I muted the page. Ah, good call. Okay, so right. they need to make dexterity saves, and are you getting later in with this as well? I mean, if I can, yeah. Yep, for sure. Uh, so... You guys are monsters. This is why we don't get to stay in here. Uh, then let me roll them saves. What's the number I'm looking for? Uh, 15. Okay. Everyone failed. Oh, great. Um, I rolled really shitty, so I get to re-roll ones and twos. So, uh... Right now, there's six damage on the board. Um, nine. Oh, wait, hold on. For attacks you make with a melee weapon. This isn't that, right? That isn't correct. This is not a okay, melee cool, weapon. Okay, cool, 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 Then I can't do that. But... Okay. Okay, so I can't do that. All right. 12 damage. Okay. And... Get out of there! Caleb! Jesus! Sorry. Alright. <laughs> That's what I get for bringing food in here, apparently. Yeah. So that was 13 damage, you said? 12. Okay. Sounds three, three, good. 332011. Two, oh, one. So then next up in the initiative order is Philip. Oh, I moved to Philip. You grab the rope. He like grabs the rope back from you. It's like, I don't. I'm not a puppy. And he cuts it. There's, and, uh, there's magic bullshit going on here. I'm afraid you're, they're gonna like zap you out of here. And I can handle magic bullshit. And uh, what's the nearest magic bullshit to me, DM? Uh, the nearest magic bullshit would be a wave of haglings that are scrambling their way towards you. They okay, look like, under normal circumstances, they would be younger women around ages between, like, 18 and 24, but just okay. mostly turned into green hags. Cool. Oh, I kind of feel bad about that. Eh, I swing. Okay. Morals are over. Uh, 18 to hit? An 18 on one of the haglings? Yeah, one of the haglings. Yeah, that'll hit. So that's going to be 11, um, 
Oh, I crit on 19s now. <sighs> womp, 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 womp. With one damage. <laughs> uh, oh, wait. How do you handle crits? Everybody's different. Uh, roll twice crit. as many die. Twice as many die. Okay. Yeah. That is 16 damage on that hit. Okay. Uh, is the first haggling still up? They are. They are looking rather messed up at this moment. Okay. I swing one more time. Uh, dirty 20. Okay. That'll hit. And eight damage. Eight is not enough, but they are looking mightily injured. Okay. Um... Second verse, same as the first. I'm going to action surge and do it again. Okay. Uh, 15 to hit. A 15 hits. Thank God. Uh, six damage. They're still up. Another, fi another 15. Five damage. That was enough for this haggling. Oh, my God. Okay. And then I'll move on to the next one because hack it. Okay. Uh, yeah, nope, not quite a dirty 20. Um, oh my god, brain fart. 24. Okay, uh, 24 hits. And 11 damage. Okay. That's a lot. Alright, so one haggling is down. Uh, so there are two left. A grayish looking hag that also has this, like, spectral visage about them. And then later is here. So that was Philip's turn. Next up is the grayish hag. And they are going to extend a clawed hand out towards your group. Uh, and they are going to be casting a lightning bolt at fourth level. Counter spell, I'll roll for it. Okay. 16. Okay. A 16 beats their spell, but they are going to continue lumbering towards your group, uh, coming up towards the back of where the Haglings are. Next up, Arjan. Bonus action moving the Hunter's Mark to the Hag. Okay. The, the Anus Hag, not the Haglings. Sounds good. 18. Okay, and 18 hits. Uh, force lightning resistance. Uh, they are not resistant to force or lightning. Uh, 15 points of damage on the first attack. Okay. 30. <laughs> That'll hit. 21 points of damage on the second attack. Okay. 24. Yep. 18 points of damage on the final attack. They look like they just got their shit rocked a little bit uh, from you peppering them with the crossbow. They are still standing, but not looking very good. 
Next up is one of the Haglings, and they are going to rush forward uh, up towards where Philip is. As Philip, you have met them head on at the wave of battle, uh, and they are going to make a series of claw attacks towards you. Um, does a 24 hit you? Oh, yeah. Okay, they are going to then deal... 13 points of slashing damage. Okay. And they will make a second attack for... That is 19 to hit. No, that does not hit. Okay. So that is all they can do. Corey. How fresh are these haglings? Uh, one of them looks fresh, one of them looks dead, and the other looks like it just got stabbed by Philip. I'm not talking HP. I'm talking about when were they turned into hags. Uh, it looks like they've been hags for a while now. Okay. All right. These are... Don't worry. <laughs> so I'm like, I grabbed them from the local <laughs> village. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's fine. Uh, okay. Big old, big old hag lady. Two uh, green haglings. And fucking later is here. Huh? He is. Hmm. Uh, later, what are you doing here? I have been repotted with a purpose. Oh boy. Uh, remember me, Aunt Cory? Yes. Oh, you boy. held me back from my destiny. I see. Well then. Fuck. Uh, I'm going to run up to the hag, uh, and I'm going to attack her. Okay. I'll deal with you later. <laughs> Didn't even intend that. 13. Okay, so with a 13, that does not meet one of the haglings. Oh, not the haglings. I'm oh. going up, the, up to the big hag. Okay, it doesn't hit her either. That's fine. Second attack. All right, that's a 23. Okay, 23 hits. All right, that's going to be 11 slashing damage. And I'll put a first level smite on this. Uh, that's going to be 12 radiant damage. Okay. And uh, what does it look like when you cut down this large imposing hag? She She's like a tree, right? She is built like a tree, yes. Okay. A brick shit house, as you will. Corey, Corey is built like a much thinner and skinnier tree. Um, she swings at her, uh, and her sword, like, just kind of embeds in the bark of the hag's arm, uh, and she yanks it out and then just comes back down harder and, like, cleaves through the hag's arm, uh, and directly into her, uh, body, uh, and then she leaves her lying on the dead, uh, lying on the floor. Okay. As you've seen with the well. other hags. Uh, as the body is falling backwards, they just seem to dissipate. Okay. okay. Um, I, I have a bonus action. I'm, uh, I'm going to channel divinity and do an oath of enmity on later. Okay. Sounds good. Next up, Caleb. So these are ghosties, right? Yes, there's one haggling ghost and later left. Cool. The haggling ghost is getting a fireball to the face. Okay. For a 23 doing... 
18 fire damage. Okay. Sounds good. They are still up, but looking messed. So you just firebolted them in the face. Next up, it is that Hagling's turn, and they are going to attack Philip. They will not have the Pactics that they had earlier since you have removed all of the other Haglings. Philip does an 18 hit. No. Okay, second attack. Less than an 18. So they are just trying to scrabble at you uh, and doing a rather poor job. Next up is later. Uh, And later you see actually like sinks into the ground below and then will appear next to you, Corey. Um, And I need you to... Let me see. It's going to make an attack against you. And that is a modified 20 to hit. No, I've got a 22, baby. Okay. Then it is going to make a second attack. Bounces off my wooden armor. That's an 18. So it is not able to hit you with its slam attacks. No slam-a-jamma from later. Next up, Gwen. Uh, Gwen is still in the back, right? Yes. I need to run up on something. Uh, there's one. There's one baby hag left. Yes. Okay, I'm gonna run up to the baby hag and I'm going to t- attack it. Okay, baby hag, do 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 do. Make your attack. Uh, I'll do it recklessly because I haven't been. And let's go. That's a nat twenty. Boom! 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 Uh oh. Uh, that's 22 damage. Okay, it goes down. Uh, Gwen, uh, turns to Philip and she says, I know you can hold your own, obviously. I'm not gonna lose you again, you fucking idiot. And she's gonna run towards the, (laughs) run towards the big fuck-all dude and attack him. Okay. That's another nat 20. Don't touch it. (laughs) A 20 and a 4. So. You guys have been rolling super hot tonight. <laughs> it's every other time. It's every other dice. 100 episodes. Uh-huh, right? Here we go. Um, That's 23 damage. No. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to kick these kids out after this. Uh, and uh, I'm going to use my bonus action to manifest an echo, because why not? Um, and I'm going to bring about my friend, uh, Salomorn. Okay. Excellent. And she kind of like gives you this look where it was like you were fighting underwater earlier and you did not call. I'm, the roaring wave is in my name. I know, okay? I've got a lot going on right now, okay? And she like that. nudges over <laughs> towards Philip. Salomarin like looks over and kind of like gives Philip a quick up and down, looks back at you, an approving nod. <laughs> That's my turn. Okay. Sounds How good. How many of these do you have? For now. Two. And Philip. So looking at my initiative tracker, there is still one haggling left and later. What would you which would you prefer to attack? The large uh the large tree person? Yes. I thought Gwen decapitated the other haggling, that's why she ran up to later and attacked them. There were three haglings in total. Philip had killed one. Corey had slayed one. And I just killed one, I thought. 
Uh, no, Corey had killed the Anis Hag. Right. Uh, Gwen, also, you had killed the second Hagling, so there was still one remaining. One left. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, I'll just stick with what I know and, and dispatch the last Hagling. Okay. That's a 21. 21 hits. Uh, 11 damage. Uh, it's more than a 21. Uh, eight damage and a natural twenty, baby. Blomp, blomp, blomp. Fighters wreck some shit. Frick yeah, that's a that's fourteen damage. Okay. Um. The heckling look like they're going anywhere. Or are they just focusing on me? They were just trying to focus on you at this point. Okay. I stay. Okay. Next up, Arjan. What is still alive? What is still alive is one haggling who looks like she is barely hanging on and later. Bonus action moving a hunter's mark to later. Okay. Sucks. 21. That'll hit. Resistance to force or lightning? Resistance. They are immune to lightning. Nine. Nine? Nine points of damage. Okay. 27 to hit. Yes. 14 points of force damage. Okay. 28. Yep. 12 points of force damage. Later is, I would say, bloodied, but they're a plant, so sapped. They're yeah. sapped. They're feeling, they're feeling resiny, I guess. Resonating. We got there. Is there anything else that you want to do on your turn? Just, just like fly up and a little bit closer. Okay, sounds good. So next up is the Hagling, who's going to try and strike out towards Philip. Philip does a 19 hit. Okay. Not on. What about a 24? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so that is going to be for... 17 points of slashing damage. Ouchies. Corey, there's one haggling and later. What would you like to do? Well, later is now my vow of enmity, so mm, here I come. Hey, Corey. Yeah? You have a pretty sweet axe. Oh, yeah, but I gave it to Gwen. Oh. Plus, I just nat 20 That's fair. Uh, <laughs> I'm out of first level smites. Uh, I want to hold on to my third. So here comes a first level smite. Uh, or did I say I'm out of first level smite? I'm out yeah. of second level smite. Gotcha. God. I'm, tr I'm trying my best here, you guys. Life is hard. Uh, 14 slashing damage. Okay. Uh, here at a first level smite. This critical hit is going to be 25 damage. 
<laughs> sure is. Um, so Corey's just like hacking at vines, uh, like back and forth. Um, all, all the while just kind of talking to later, and she's all like, "All right, so you aren't being challenged. We can think about an accelerated course of growing." Uh, second attack. Oh shit! Another natural twenty. God damn you guys! <laughs> I've got two different dice here. I've got my my uh, my moon dice and my dark moon dice, uh, and they both they, each one of them rolled a nat twenty for me today. Fucking nice job. Um, all right, thirteen slashing damage, and another first level smite at fifteen slashing damage. Okay, what does it look like when you dispatch later? <laughs> I imagine that like her, she's not getting through to him at all. Them, them. I'm sorry. You're right. Um, she's not getting through to them at all. No. Uh, so she just eventually hacks her way uh, to later's core, uh, and then just splits them uh at the center is there like some sort of like magical like core to later i would say there looks like it almost looks like a heart mm -hmm. but it is covered in wood almost like it has seed like properties all right um she slices later in half uh and that heart becomes visible um, and then she just jams her sword up in and then pries it out and then she kicks it away from the plants. Okay. And as you do this, the haggling dissipates and there was a large wooded spire that stretched up in the center of this dome and it begins to come down. And whereas before on the Isle of Aratsk, when you had seen the hag's hut on top of this wooded spire, you remembered that it almost had a tree-like property to it. But on top of this spire is the Manor of Moon's Tear. And as it comes down onto the ground, the door opens once again. And you see a there's a moment of pause and then there is what looks like a trunk a like traveling case that is tossed out of the front door and then another traveling case that is tossed out of the front door and about six more of these come out of various shapes and sizes and you see a impossibly old woman with a, an incredibly foreboding aura about her come out and philip you recognize this woman as the woman who took you in who sheltered you from the outside and she snaps her fingers and as she does the luggage behind her seems to rise up from the ground and then folds in on itself until it looks like a handbag. She just delicately takes it, 
puts it onto her shoulder, and she walks towards your group. Corey shields or uh, sheathes. Gosh, I replace words sometimes. She sheathes her sword, uh, and she steps forward with her hand out, and she says, um, "Mother eldest, I'm Coriander Jonquil. I'm the lower Kalen of the Fallen Leaves. We are here to parley." I know why you're here. And she looks at the rest of you, and she says, Mother Eldest is what my children call me. I am the land, and Alira is I. And Corey, you can make a history check if you like. Oh, fucking No! I'm terribly sorry. Um, I was never good in my history lessons. What may we call you? I am the Grand Matron Mother Elira. There is a sickness growing in my bones which I need your help in resolving. Another worldly infection has been brought on by the worshipping of an entity most foul. The writhing one has proven that even a crack in our defenses would be a fatal blow. Theirs is a war of attrition. The writhing one, the dark star, the nothing that has burrowed its way into your deepest fears. I speak of the worm that walks. I speak, children, of the entity known as Caius. I'm, I'm sorry. She just introduced herself as Alira. Yes. That's the name of this continent. Yes. I see. And this gentleman, God, right, where the worm dude, what was his name? Caius. K-Y-U-S-S. Caius. I'm terribly sorry. It seems that we have gotten off on the, a very wrong foot. She shakes her head. We had to know if you were strong enough to face the trials that are before you yet. Everything up until this point is mere test compared to what you will face in your futures. This Caius, are you speaking of the Dark Star? The very same. Corey just turns and looks at everybody else. Um, I, w I, w I wouldn't have any recognition of this name, would I? I don't have Bloodhunter bullshit anymore. Without the Bloodhunter bullshit, I don't believe that you would. And even then, they're a little outside of the wheelhouse. What about me? Calum, make a history check. Natural 20 for a 27. Nice. You have heard of this name before. They were a worshipper to a demon prince that did everything that they could to 
prove their loyalty. And as thanks, the demon prince that they worshipped turned them into nothing. Turned them into a pile of worms, for that is what that demon lord saw that entity as. For all of their effort, for everything that they had done, Caius was nothing. And that is where we are going to end it for tonight's session. So I would like to say thank you to everybody who decided to join us for our 100th session. Thank you, Rob, for joining. Are you free next week, by the way? Yeah. Uh, can can I, if it pleases the keeps, uh, can I take this one indoor? What the fuck, dude? God, I love hearing that. It's so good. So and yes, I'm free next week. Excellent. Thank you. So I would like to say again, thank you to everybody who decided to stop by today. Man, what a session. I am so glad that we got to do all of these things. Tonight's Nights in the Courtyard is going to be crazy. So, hey, maybe stick around. Fuck around and find out. Hey, RJ, where can we find you? What do you do? Hey everybody, my name is RJ on the interwebs where you can catch me at rjustestuitsu on Twitter and Twitch where I tweet about the nerdy things in my life and play video games with some chaotic people over on my Twitch channel. <laughs> you can catch me on Sundays as Wally the Shifter, a uh, fighter barbarian in our Tomb of Annihilation game. Of course, you can catch me here on Monday in our Hunger Campaign as Kaelin the Shattered High Wizard Cleric. And, uh, oh hey! I'm over at G Game Nights channel on Thursday as Theophilus Wilmont, a very angry noble boy who's just trying to marry his girlfriend, fiance. I don't think they're dating. It's weird. It's complex. Sundays, you can catch me over at the Hype Goblins channel in the AM, where I play Titus Valentine, another noble boy who just wants to find his brothers. He's also angry. Finnekeener.com. I'm LV Hackamup. You can find me at LV Hackamup on the Twitters and Twitch. Tomorrow I will be streaming at 2 o'clock, but only for a couple hours. Um, and uh, on my own channel, LV Hackamup, I don't know what I'm going to play yet. Maybe some Fall Guys if I can uh, wrangle some peeps on, perhaps. Um, <laughs> and after that, I'll be on G Game Nights. I'll be on Nerd Immersions on Wednesday, Thursday, back on my channel in a new location because I'm going to be streaming from Lauren's place. Uh, we're going to do some Thursday night terrors. I don't know what she wants to play. Sweet 776. Uh, Friday, I'm going to be on G Game Nights doing Neon Souls. Saturday's my dark day. Sunday, G Game Nights. Sunday night, back here. Boom, done, bam. JanaeKeener.com. Oi. I'm Cyber. I, I, I do stuff. I stream. I, I stream on Saturdays. I think we're going to finish up Final Fantasy VII. Uh, I, I think I played through it that quickly because I didn't do any side quests or recruit anybody else. Um, uh, I, you can find most of my stuff at cyberworldtotal1.live. Uh, you can also find me and a whole bunch of other people on droney.tv. Uh, we, we have a whole bunch of streamers doing a whole bunch of weird stuff. And there's a whole bunch of Droney tabletops that are there, including this. Uh, for the games that I do, I'm here on Mondays where you found us. And if you like Arjan, but 
don't want to see him as a player character, you can find him on Thursday night where I DM as him. It's it, it's a time. I don't think we're going to do that this week. And yeah, we'll, we'll come back at some point. Uh, I, I'm also going to start a game on High Shelf Gaming, but I don't know when. DanaeKeener.com and speaking of DanaeKeener.com, hi everybody, I'm Danae Keener. You can find me at DanaeKeener.com. I do nerdy drawings mostly related to D&D and a lot of things on this channel. Uh, and I play D&D here on Mondays and Sundays. On Monday, I play as Coriander the Elegant Paladin during our home game. Woo, 100 episodes, two years, you guys, two years. And Steven is still blowing my goddamn mind. Uh, I also play as Bass the Drow Rogue Fighter on Sundays. Uh, in our Tomb of Annihilation game. DanaeKeener.com Hi, I'm Rob, or bonus stage Rob, or bonus underscore stage underscore Rob. You can find me all over the internet at one of those. Um, when I'm not doing TTRPG stuff, I'm playing Vidji games at twitch.tv slash bonus underscore stage underscore Rob. That's usually happening on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. And then on Thursdays, I'm over at twitch.tv slash runaway robot underscore with our Humblewood game, Diefall, Alderheart. We're all little woodling creatures and birds, and it's so cute, and I love it. I'm a hedgehog cleric named Eli Briarwood. Um, and that's at 7 p.m. Eastern on Thursdays. And then on Fridays, I'm at twitch.tv slash encounter roleplay playing diesel punks which is a game set in apocalypse world uh which i play with savvy seaworth of g game nights and graybeard's tavern of graybeard's tavern uh that's at 3 p.m eastern on fridays and then i play a monster of the week game called slaying 101 over on g game nights on sundays with lb and a bunch of other cool folks um and that is at 4 p.m eastern on Sunday. Did I say Sunday? I play a spell slinger. He's like a warlock, except like not as good at it. He's a daddy. He's a daddy. It's the party dad. Yeah. I literally wore a sweater vest two episodes ago. Not me, the character. I should. I should. I'm going to get a sweater vest. Just saying. Literally just get up to go and get a sweater. Okay, no. you did. No, I. I I just wanted to commit to the bit. All right. And if you have made it this far, you probably already know who I am. But if you don't, hey, Acorns, what's up? It's me, your buddy, your pal, your friend, the indoor adventurer, the showrunner here at twitch.tv slash indoor adventures. We do shows like this on Monday and Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, as well as on Sundays at 7 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time. If this is your first time joining us, you can go to youtube.com slash indoor adventures to catch up on all of our VODs for the last two years of games that we have played up until this point. Or you can go towards where anywhere audio casts are made available for free you can find us there under the same moniker but for now we are going to be going into our patreon supported after show called knights in the courtyard where we will answer questions not only from each other but also from the community so if you have any last questions that you want to ask us feel free to either post them in the side of the chat or join us on discord post them in the designated channel below uh, and we will do our best to respond but until then i would like to say once again thank you rob for joining us yes can we play the intro as an outro? Actually, yeah. I mean, we can.
I don't see why not. There's no rules, baby. Do it again. Do it again. So I'd like to say thank you to everybody who stopped by. Thank you to Rob for joining us. And thank you to these players for putting up with my bullshit once again this week. And we'll see all of you guys next time. All right, everybody. Bye-bye. Good night, <laughs> <laughs> Bye.